Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Act 1. Do what you love. As an aimless teenager, I started working for a small business owned by Steve. It turns out I really enjoyed what I did, so slowly over time, my life plans shifted to make sure that I could continue to work for Steve for the long term. This included transferring to a local college, and because the business was predominantly run on part-time hours, making sure that any other jobs I had never conflicted with the hours that I was expected to work for Steve. Note that like many tales here, many trivial to the story details have been changed. What is important to note is that the way my industry runs is essentially via monthly service contracts with clients. There are three major players in the story, myself, Egnids, old owner, let's call him Steve, and new owner, let's call him Kyle. Now, Steve was flawed, but overall a good boss who mostly looked out for me. I certainly think over the years he had taken advantage of me in certain ways, but looking back, I really have no complaints. The thing is, that while when I started working for Steve, the business name recognition was always directed towards Steve, over the years, it eventually became, go to Eggnards, he's the best. This got to the point where I do indeed truly believe that if I did not end up working for Steve, it's very likely his business would have been nowhere near as successful as it eventually became. As years went on, it was heavily implied that when Steve retired, the business would go to me. It was never specifically stated, but Steve did have a way about skirting around those types of issues and giving me hope. Act 2. Enter Kyle. So about three years before COVID, Steve decided to retire and sell his business. He did indeed fulfill his promise by making a half-assed attempt to sell it to me at an unreasonable price. But it was very clear he had already had another buyer in mind. Kyle. Kyle owned another local business just outside of our market area in the same industry. Because of the way the industry worked, there really wasn't much, if any, overlap in potential customers, but Kyle had a very large amount of money and was willing to buy. What is important to note here is that, again, I do truly believe that if I didn't play ball and agree to work for Kyle, my role was so integral to operation at our business that there was no possible way a sale could go through. Over the course of negotiations, Kyle ended up buying the business and putting me in charge of running the day-to-day, something I was mostly already doing, but with a few more administrative tasks tacked onto it. The thing is, my name was still The Name in town, and Kyle made zero efforts to ever be on location, so nobody that did business with us ever really knew who Kyle was. Act 3. Kyle's kind of a dick, and how I learned to stand up for myself. All was well for a while. Kyle would openly talk about me being the head honcho at my location and mostly left me alone to deal with my clients in the professional and personable nature that I had learned from Steve. Things first came to a head a year before COVID when Kyle sent me to an industry conference for four days. 
I would need to take off time from my other job, which I was fine with. At the conclusion of the conference, I put in an hours request for the hours that I spent at the conference, and I was super nice about it. Actually, I should have clocked all hours at the convention each day, but instead did not account for hours for seminars that would help my boss, but were ones that I wanted to attend. The request was denied, and I was told, industry conferences are enriching activities. We pay for your admission, but they are on your own time. This took two weeks to resolve, but ended with me essentially saying, look, I'll still work for you because I love what I do. However, if I don't get paid, I will never go to another one of these conferences again to get the new ideas for you. I was immediately paid. I will spare similar, smaller stories of that nature, but that slowly started to become the relationship between Kyle and I. Act 4. COVID Hits When COVID hit, our locations were shut down, and for three weeks, we weren't able to do anything. Meanwhile, our clients were still paying for services, and because Kyle had recently moved to a new client payment portal that I hadn't been trained on yet, I wasn't able to help any clients get their money back. At one point, I messaged Kyle about going virtual and being able to still assist clients and got a very angry text back, full of curses that essentially said, look, you're not the boss, go F yourself. You had your chance to be the owner and turned it down. I am in charge. We did eventually go virtual about a week later. The big problem, of course, being that I would receive daily texts, emails, and calls from clients about their memberships and bills, and there was nothing I could do to help them. It was at this point that I knew crap was hitting the fan, and I needed to start doing something. So, over the course of the next two months, I did a couple of things. Spent an inordinate amount of time studying the best business structures, communicated with all of the other staff at my location about my intentions, continued to give 110% to my clients in a virtual capacity, and I built a website and social media presence from the ground up. I don't think Kyle was expecting any of this, and he probably didn't also realize that I often had to do back-end stuff from home. I also had what was essentially a little black book of every client, their email addresses, and phone numbers. Act 5. Surgical Strikes When everything was ready, I waited very patiently, only the end of a service month. As I mentioned, all of our clients had monthly costs, and I didn't want to put anyone out of any part of their costs. On the last weekday of the month, I instructed the staff who would be helping clients that day to tell them to check their emails at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I sent out an email to all active and some non-active clients, as well as a texting service to text everybody. I launched our social media accounts, our website, and had even enlisted a very small amount of trusted clients to spread the word via social media once I gave them the signal. Within 15 minutes of everything, my phone was ringing off the hook. I had 50 plus emails in my inbox from different people, and my Facebook accounts were completely blowing up with local chatter. I also heard from many of these people that they were calling Kyle to cancel their service. We hosted a Zoom meeting for all concerned parties and essentially decided to take the weekend to clear up any confusion with the systems and start fresh and open our doors on Monday. Within an hour of everything, Kyle sent out a text blast to every client that they would be shutting their doors effective immediately. 
At the start of COVID, we had roughly 50 active clients at the business. On my first day of business, I had signed up 75 active clients. Many inactive ones telling me, "Yeah, we stopped doing business with you guys because Kyle was kind of a dick." What is really important to keep in mind here is that I never wanted to, nor cared to be, a business owner. I was very happy working for somebody else as long as I wasn't getting treated like crap. Had Kyle treated me even remotely better, the location would have continued to thrive and be a staple in our local community. Kyle chose to be a dick to try and get more money and cheat people, and Kyle lost out. We have been in business now almost two years, have nearly tripled Kyle's active numbers, and continue to be a staple in our community. TLDR: Old boss sold his business to someone who was kind of a dick. New guy didn't realize that I was the face of the business and ended up losing out on everything. Didn't go above and beyond. I'll delete everything that was above and beyond. So the original owner of the business that I worked for was amazing. I'll call him Larry. He cared about every employee and realized how much we helped the company with our respective positions. He had even let me go negative on my sick time once when I was hospitalized for a week following a double pulmonary embolism with the agreement that I would work the time back, and I did. Just painting a picture of how wonderful Larry was as our boss. Larry finally retired after 45 years of running the business and sold it to his son, who I'll call Eric. Most people know how bad of an idea that is, but Larry thought that his son could handle it. He couldn't at first, but that's another story. Eric thought I wasn't doing enough during working hours, office job, dealing with inventory coming into a retail store. But what he failed to realize was that since I worked up there for six years and got familiar with the work, I was really efficient at the job. So much so that I had collected more responsibilities each year. Larry was one of the main people pushing for me to take on more each year, with immediate raises every time something was added. Eric didn't have the same mentality. Eric fired me for being inactive for too long during the day, and another reason which isn't important here. Also, another story for another time. So I was really active for my last three days with deleting everything I had created for the company. It was all above and beyond work. So since I didn't ever go above and beyond, they didn't deserve to keep it. It was signs for products, pictures gathered for advertising, vendor contact information, a program I designed to keep organized and on time for invoices, and a manual I had typed up on how to do my job. They had an old version of my job instructions, but by that time they were practically obsolete, especially with all my extra duties collected over the years. In the two years I've been gone, they have had at least eight people hired for my position who quit within a couple of months. I keep getting updates every few months from one of my friends in that office. Edit to address some questions and concerns. I did these things off the clock, except for some advertising images that were for past promotions and no longer valid. I never had to sign anything saying my intellectual property became theirs, and neither the job description nor handbook had anything about intellectual property either. Burning vengeance. First, some context. There's this product called PureCap, which is basically 100% capsaicin oil, the stuff that makes hot peppers hot. It has a Scoville rating of 500,000 units per drop, 
but no flavor, making it ideal for spicing up food without affecting the way that it tastes. Putting enough of it, usually only a few drops, on any food can make it almost completely inedible to anyone who is not a total fire mouth, i.e. pepperhead. It's available on Amazon for about 30 bucks per two ounces, but a little goes a very long way. That's why it's sold in an eyedropper bottle. Now, here's the good part. In the early 2000s, my brother Rick was working in a call center that had a break room with a fridge slash freezer, a microwave, and a small sink. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He didn't take his own lunch often usually leftovers from the previous night's dinner, maybe three or four times a month, but every time he did it, it would get stolen. The first couple times he didn't mention it, you know, just in case it was a simple mistake and the person was too embarrassed to own up. However, the third time, he remembered the military axiom, once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, but thrice is enemy action, and reported the thefts to his supervisor, Don, and the head of human resources, Dolly, every time after. However, they said that without further proof, there was nothing they could do. There were no cameras in the break room, and so this is where my plan hatched. One night, I made a roast beef dinner with potatoes and carrots, cooked all day in a crock pot with onion soup mix on top. Believe me, it was fork tender and delicious, I also made a nice salad to go with it and put away a complete dinner serving for him to have for lunch on his next shift. The next night, he came home and said that his lunch had been stolen again. So the next morning, I made a really deluxe roast beef sandwich, thickly sliced with lettuce, pickles, cheddar, and mayonnaise on an 8-inch hoagie roll, so whoever was stealing would think they'd hit the jackpot two days in a row. I also loaded the roast with pure cap like four droppers worth, about 30 to 40 drops on the meat alone, and I made sure that it was all completely absorbed before closing the sandwich so the roast looked really juicy. I even mixed some into the mayo and put some more on the bread because bread tends to downplay the fire a bit. Rick came in about halfway through the pure cap application and asked what the hell I was doing. I looked back with an evil grin and said, oh, just making a little present, wink, for the lunch thief. My grin was instantly copied on his face because he was the one who had originally told me about the stuff after he had used it to prank a former roommate so he knew what was going to happen. Then he went to finish getting ready for work. I could hear him chuckling the whole time. 
I even gave him five bucks on his way out because that one sandwich shop with green and yellow logo was only a couple of blocks from his job and still had their $5 footlong promotion going. When Rick got home that night, his grin was even bigger as he related the events. He was between calls only a couple of hours into his shift when suddenly there is this god-awful howling from the break room. Everyone who wasn't on a call right then, including Dolly, rushed in there to see the sandwich on the table with one bite taken out of it, the half-chewed bite laying right next to it, and Don at the sink, desperately trying to wash the capsaicin inferno out of his mouth, not knowing that water only makes it worse. Don was ostensibly friendly and reasonable, so he was well-liked by his people. I guess that he thought that that would make some sort of difference, because he pointed directly at Rick and yelled, HE TRIED TO KILL ME, and then went back to trying to put out his mouth fire, with water. Dolly picked up the bag the sandwich had been in, which clearly had Rick's name in big red letters in his handwriting. She looked at Rick. Rick looked back with a completely straight face and shrugged. So Dolly grabbed the guy by the arm and dragged him to her office with him streaming tears and snot the whole way. By this time, the water had sent the pure cap into real overdrive and Don just had to stand there and burn while Dolly and the call center's manager Bill dressed him down for about 15 minutes, finally ending it with his termination for theft. The guy could hardly even speak from the burning, tears and runny nose that the sandwich caused. And besides that, he had no defense anyway because he had just outed himself for stealing an employee's lunches. The company had a zero-tolerance policy about that kind of thing, especially when higher-ups steal from the people they manage. Rick was back at his station and on a call when Bill personally came over smiling and said that Dolly wanted to see him when he was free. Rick gave a thumbs up, knowing full well why she wants to see him took the call to its conclusion, and went to human resources. Here is how he described the encounter. Rick says, You want to see me, ma'am? And Dolly's like, Yes, I do. First, being the aggravated party, you are not in trouble. Second, what the hell did you put in that sandwich? Rick says, Actually, my brother made it. He then pulls the bottle of Pure Cap out of his pocket and sets it on Dolly's desk with a smile. Dolly picks up the bottle and reads the ingredient list, which literally just says capsaicin oil, 500,000 Scoville units per drop, bursts out laughing and then hands it back. And Rick says, there was kind of really a lot of that in the meat, and the mayo, and the bread. Dolly, still giggling, says, you know what? Go ahead and take your lunch break now, and when you get back, we'll talk about making you that section supervisor. So he did. Rick still says that that was the most emotionally satisfying sub-sandwich that he's ever had. He declined the super position though, so they promoted a different person from that section. A really nice lady, Kerry, who had also witnessed the sandwich debacle. The whole office laughed about it for weeks afterward, and every new hire for at least a year got to hear the story, as both entertainment and warning. I smiled about it for a month, and both Rick and I rarely miss a chance to tell people about PureCap and its potential applications regarding lunch thievery. I never did hear anything else about Don, but I imagine getting hired anywhere else, not to mention being promoted to a managerial position, was fairly difficult with that huge red flag for theft on his record. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 